0: Welcome to Billiken Babble, presented by Scoops with Danny Mac. I am your host, Carter Chapley, and on this episode we have PD Buckets of GMU Giant Killer to help us get prepared for the Billikens game Wednesday night against the George Mason Patriots. The Billikens are coming off of a big win Saturday, where they took down the Duquesne Dukes, 77-53. They get their first crack at another top 100 team, going on the road again when they visit Fairfax to take on the Patriots. The last time they took on a top 100 team was their loss at Dayton and their win at home over Iona. So another crack at a quality win on the road. So let's get prepared right now. We have PD buckets, GME giant killer coming up right now. I now welcome on to Billiken Babble with Carter and Chapley, presented by Scoops with Danny Mac. PD Buckets of GMU Giant Killer. He is our expert on all things George Mason. PD, how are you doing today?
1: Carter, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on.
0: No, thank you for coming in and talking some George Mason hoops with us. PD, tell us about what's up with George Mason this season. How have things gone for you guys over there in Fairfax?
1: Yeah, so the uh, the headline for George Mason this year is that first year head Coach Kim English, he is like right on schedule. We are looking like we have sort of a top 100-ish nationally uh, team. He... Went out to the transfer portal and he brought in three of our four best players right off of the uh, uh, just over this offseason. He kept Josh Oduro, who I think is probably maybe the best big, definitely one of the best bigs in the A-10. It'll be really interesting to watch him match up with Francis Okoro, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. But overall, I think Mason's exceeding expectations. They weren't expected to do a lot. Uh, in the preseason A-10 rankings, none of the preseason you know algorithms like Ken Palm or anything like that had Mason very high. Mason has been steadily ranking in all of them. Started off the season on a four-game winning streak, which included a road win at Maryland, which was really huge for the program. It was awesome. I was there. So the hype and the buzz and the energy around the program was great early in the season. We followed that up with a four-game slide. Um, We've won, uh, uh, you know, the, or sorry, a five game slide, a few of those really close losses. I think we have losses by, you know, a couple losses by three points, then another loss by four points. We got back on track, played a good game at Kansas. Then we lost just an absolute stinker to GW to open up A-10 play. We were up like 13, I think with five minutes to go and just, you know, totally fell asleep at the wheel. But then we won the last four, which includes home wins over Dayton and Bonaventure. So it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. You sort of like, you can see shapes in the clouds and tell yourself different stories. Overall, this Mason season has I think exceeded any reasonable expectations it's been been a lot of fun so far
0: Petey tell us about some of the stars of this George Mason squad and what we can expect from them in this Wednesday night clash
1: I think you got to start with Josh O'Darrow who I mentioned Josh O'Darrow is one of the best bigs in the A-10 he's a very very pure post scorer so if he gets isolated on the block he will absolutely make his move and try and uh, try and take any defender one-on-one if you throw doubles at him, one of the best things he's improved on this offseason is his post division. And he's much better at passing out of double teams, passing out of the post, hitting open three-point shooters. And this Mason team just puts a ton of shooting on the floor. So if you've seen Mason play in the past few years, Mason has not been a good shooting team at all. That is a total 180 this year. The other guys on the team are Deshaun Schwartz, Devontae Gaines, Davon Cooper. Those are the other guys in the starting lineup. Those are all excellent shooters. The fifth starter, Xavier Johnson not quite as good a shooter around 32%, but the other guys Devante Gaines, shooting about 47% from three this year. Devon Cooper, 42% from three, Deshaun Schwartz, 37%. So we've got the way to think about Mason is we've got this really nice post big who, you know, can score basically on anybody one on one in the post. And we've surrounded him with shooters. So the offense looks like a five out. It's a really nice system. It's a really nice sort of like pretty style of basketball.
0: You mentioned what they're looking like at their best, which is this highly efficient shooting team. What is the biggest issue that George Mason faces thus far this season?
1: Mason has looked like they struggle with ball pressure in late game situations that's a big one and then because that we run this motion offense where we look um, where we look to isolate scores on certain defenders that can look a little clunky, like if O'Dero has a rough game. I think one of our losses this year was a uh, home loss to ODU. It's actually our only only home loss so far. But in the home loss to ODU, Oduro played one of his worst games of the year. He had a few turnovers. They were throwing crash doubles at him in the post. He was really having a tough time recovering. I think that Mason doesn't really get much off of the bench We're towards the bottom of the country in bench minutes and bench points. So if any one of the, the four guys that I mentioned, Odero, Schwartz, Cooper, or Devontae Gaines, we can't really afford one of those guys to have an off night when we play a good team. So, you know, I think Odero and Schwartz are the two, two big scorers on this team. If either of them get into, you know, get into a funk or just aren't aren't getting going, it's it's really tough for us to win games like that.
0: You mentioned earlier the Francis Okoro and Josh Odoro matchup being one that you have your eye on. Are there any other matchups that you really look at and say that that's where the game could come down to?
1: It's going to be interesting to see who we put on uh, Gibson Jimerson because we have um, we have a couple of guys that could theoretically guard him between Deshaun Schwartz and Ticket Gaines. I would think um, it's probably Ticket that's going to draw the assignment for most of the night, but I think. That's really um, that. That's one that I'm gonna. You know, that's that's one of the first things that I'm going to be looking at after tip who's running after Jimerson because that's the huge one. And now sort of our fifth starter or point guard, Xavier Johnson. I didn't mention him as much because he's not as much of an offensive threat. He's a really nice passer. He can push the pace and transition really well, but not much of a scorer. I, I do think he's a really good defender. I'm excited to see him go up against Yuri Collins. I do think that's a matchup where Yuri Collins, obviously a tremendous point guard. He's a great player. I do think that Xavier Johnson is the type of bigger guy who can stay in front of him, who might be able to him down a little bit.
0: Yuri he has historically had trouble with larger guards. Is that the kind of thing that this point guard fits into? And Xavier Johnson,
1: yeah, he's like, um, you know, he's not he's not super tall. He's six one, but he's like, uh, you know, he's a he's a beefy six one. He looks like he's one of those point guards that looks like he could have played football if he wanted to.
0: And we're used to those kinds of point guards here in St. Louis. So you, should... You're
1: used to all those types of players in St. Yeah, Louis. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It's been a physical year. It's been a challenging year for a lot of games where physicality comes to be the difference. Is this a, is this George Mason? team going to be one that's going to bring physicality or are they or are they going to look to be more slippery than they are tough?
1: No, much more finesse. So Mason is a uh Mason is a really good defensive team, but I don't think, you know, I, I think there are numbers that might make might lead you to believe that we're physical. Like um we're a really good defensive team. Opponents don't shoot very well against us. We grab a ton of defensive rebounds. We're one of the best teams in the country at keeping the opponent off the offensive boards. So There are some numbers like that that are, you know, in Mason's favor in terms of physicality. But when you watch them play, I've watched them play all season. I watched every game and I've never really thought like this is a really physical basketball team. I think we've actually struggled with physicality. Again, I'll go back to the the game against Old Dominion. If you haven't watched Old Dominion play this year, don't. They're terrible. They play this really ugly style of basketball, but they are just like extremely physical. And it was a it was a bad loss because I never felt like mason was a lesser team it was just clearly like od was so physical that mason mason was rattled and and couldn't adjust so i wouldn't call us a physical team i think uh st louis has the advantage there
0: we're here with pd buckets of gmu giant killer pd if you had to guess how this game's gonna go i I believe ken palm has slew as a one-point favorite at that yep. point, it's a toss-up. What do you expect to come from this game?
1: I think it's going to be a one-possession game on either side. If you're putting a gun to my head, I'm going to pick my boys from Mason to keep rolling. But I think it's, I think it's going to be a really good basketball game. I think it's going to be strength against strength. Again, St. Louis – you're not a great shooting team, but you have one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. It helps lift your offensive efficiency overall. Um, and Mason is one of the best teams in the country at keeping teams off of the offensive glass. So I think in those sort of strength against strength matchups, you really, you know, something's got to give you really generally see a really, a really good basketball game. And I like, uh, you know, Mason's a hot shooting team. Look, we put a lot of three point shooting on the floor. I think that favors us at home a little bit. Overall, I think it's going to be a matchup between two really good teams. So hoping my boys from Mason pull it out. I I think it's going to be one possession either way.
0: According to the Kenpom, Mason is like the 13th best field goal percentage team in the country. Is there any fear of boomer bust there with, with what they do in terms of three point shooting, or have they been consistent enough that that hasn't really shown its teeth yet?
1: No, definitely we've we've put up a couple uh, a couple pretty bad three point shooting performances, um, particularly in the uh, in the five game losing streak there. I think for the most part we've we've mostly smoothed it out we're such a good two-point percentage team if you go to ken palm we're actually shooting 56 from two which is 15th in the country if you unpack that a little bit we're that's not on ken palm but we actually have one of the lowest rates of shots inside the arc <laughs> in the entire country which you know conversely we take one of the highest percentages of shots from three in the country i would like to see the team go inside more when shots aren't falling but overall you know we put we put some very legitimate shooting on the floor. So. Maybe it'll bite us um, in some conference road games. I think at home, it's been a little, I think at home, it's a little steadier. So not, not, not like a, not a huge fear. Cause again, we've been the same team all year long. We've always taken a lot of threes and, you know, overall the, the, at this point, I don't think the offensive efficiency or the effective field goal numbers, I, I don't think those lie at this point.
0: If you were to forecast out into the future, into, you know, early March, What is a reasonable expectation for this team to succeed towards? You know, we've talked to a lot of folks who say, you know, this past week, we talked to people from Duquesne and George Washington, where it's just get out of the pillow fight. That obviously isn't the case for this team. What is a bar to strive for, for the Patriots to reach?
1: I would be thrilled with a double buy in the A-10 tournament um, and a top four seed. I think that the the at-large conversation that ship sailed a very long time ago for mason so the mason uh, is a10 tournament or bust i would love to see them get a double buy in the a10 tournament i don't personally really care about the NIT at all, but I think a double buy potentially puts us in the NIT conversation, which would be sort of, you know, after 10 years of absolutely nothing, it would be nice to see some sort of postseason like that. But yeah, Mason's four and one in conference right now. We have a really tough five game stretch coming up with um, St. Louis, Richmond twice, and then VCU uh, with a road game at LaSalle sandwiched in there. <laughs> I think if we come out of that stretch three and two, then you know Mason is seven and three and probably in the driver's seat for a double buy. So that's what um that's that's what I'm looking at.
0: PD, thank you so much for coming on to Bellic and Babel today. We appreciate your insight and expertise on George Mason. Can you tell us where we can find your work and how we can support the things that you do?
1: yeah appreciate it find me at gmu giant killer um a uh, george mason fan blog find me on twitter at pd buckets uh, we've been hosting some live twitter spaces events throughout the season to talk a and basketball but yeah really enjoyed it carter thanks for having me on
0: thank you so much pd and we look forward to maybe seeing you in the a10 tournament sounds good Again, thanks to PD Buckets for coming on and talking about GMU hoops, getting us prepared for this Wednesday night battle. It's going to be a really good one out there in Virginia. The Billikens have a really tough opponent. They match up really well, and you go on the road. And as we've seen, it's really difficult to go on the road, especially against a up-and-coming veteran program that has a coach in Kim English who is showing he's got he's got what it takes. And that's really nice. It's nice to see GMU starting to turn it around. And as PD said, for a program that's had a lot of nothing. To have a team that is exciting is something. I'm interested to see how this game works out. Again, the matchups are really tough. I think this is going to be one we're going to need... All of Francis Socorro's strengths, all of all of Martin Linson's contributions, if you can use Lucina Traore to spell minutes or to throw fouls at Odoro just to wear him out, hey, that works too. You're going to need a group effort offensive rebounding. Again, Petey said at said best. This is a team that limits offensive rebounds really well, and it's one thing that SLU really needs to keep their offense functioning. So it's going to be a team effort. You're going to need guys like Fred, like Terrence, like Jordan, crashing the boards, getting those second chance opportunities if they're there, and being really active especially in getting to the glass. The other thing that Billigans are going to really have to do is close out on the perimeter. If you can force a lot of long twos, that's something that they're going to make. This is a good shooting team. They're going to make shots. And that can be really frustrating because even if you're guarding really well, this is a team of shot makers. You know, Odoro can do it from the paint, from a little extended outside of the paint, and then the rest of those guys, the rest of those four-out guards, they can make shots, they can make mid-range shots, they can make jumpers, they can make floaters. So it's going to be really frustrating, and you're just going to have to continue to throw pressure at them, continue to put a hand in their face, make things difficult, make them take uncomfortable shots, make them take shots in uncomfortable spots. The Billikens have been really good at that. I've highlighted it in my 10 Takes article. At the end of the last three games, they've forced opponents to take long twos, to take deep threes. So if you can continue to do that, You feel comfortable with your defensive pressure, especially on a good shooting team. But ultimately, this is one where it's going to come down to -to man-to-man responsibility on defense. You can't throw a zone at this team. You're going to get really burned. And if you can apply enough ball pressure to work that starting five, because there isn't a lot of bench depth there, so if you get them exhausted or you get them into foul trouble, then you might have a shot on defense. It then turns around to the other side of the ball and goes, can the Billikens avoid those three, four-minute scoring droughts that have really sunk them in the past? It's going to be a really difficult game one I'm really looking forward to. Again, thank you to Petey. He is one of the best follows in the Twitterverse, in the Twitter sphere, in A10 Twitter, regardless of if you're a GMU supporter, just if you're a basketball fan, he's someone who always has something interesting to say, a engaging take or an informed opinion. So I really encourage you to follow him on Twitter. Join us post-game for the post-game Twitter spaces. I'm looking forward to hosting another one of those. Those are getting better and better every time. We're getting more and more interactions every time. Those are getting better and better. Read our stuff on scoopswithdannymack.com. Billikens, Cardinals, Blues, high school sports, everything. Big game wins night. Get them back home. Get a win. And then you got Dayton on Saturday for the Blizzard. So, thank you for listening. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends. Retweet the show. Do everything you can to help out. Billikin and Babel on scoops with Danny Mac. Be good to each other. we peace.